Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Sky's the limit and I'm busting at the ceiling. What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Grand Hefe, and get ready for another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Oh, man. We got a big one for you today. Um, and I say we because y'all already know what today is. Today is Special Guest Tuesday. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, days for special guests. Today, being today is Tuesday, y'all already know what time it is. Uh, before we get started, though, um, make sure you guys follow the Unpopular Opinion Facebook page and Twitter page at Unpopular Opinion. Uh, if you can't find it at Unpopular Opinion, you can just type in Unpopular Opinion 2018 and it'll immediately come up. Um, uh, also, uh, make sure that you catch me later on today at 11 a.m. Um, Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RTF Sports Talk. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the show. I got a special guest on with me today. One of my best friends, my brother from another mother. Oh, man, bro, I miss you. He's been on the show before. Welcome back to the show, bro. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, man. Thanks for having me on the show once again. It's always a pleasure. Hey, um, man, listen, it's it's my pleasure, honestly. I, like, you're doing me a favor, you know? You're helping me out. Hey, it may not it seem takes, like you know it, but, 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 you, but you helping me out. Like, <laughs> you're helping me out more than you think you are. <laughs> Whatever it takes, brother. Whatever it takes. Hey, but... Hey man, let's hop right in this show. We had a we had a pretty good game last night. Um, Monday night game between the the Chiefs. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the Chiefs and the Broncos. The Chiefs won that game twenty seven to twenty three. Uh, let's just start with Pat Mahomes because uh, he had been lighting it up to start the season off. Uh, the the he had the most touchdowns through three games, thirteen touchdowns, no interception. He just literally been lighting it up. He he finished last night twenty eight to. 45, 304. He had one pass touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Um, no interceptions. Uh, through four games, there's only been one other quarterback that has ha- thrown more in, throw more touchdowns than he has, and that's uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, what you seen from the game last night? Just over, uh, you know, you just just your general overall take of it. My general overall take, because when they went to halftime. I was like, there's no way the Chiefs is going to win this game. Especially you and me both. Playing like this. You but and me both. Kareem Hunt had like 80 yards before they went to the locker room. And I was like, if they go just keep pounding this ball second half or what they going to do? So then they came back out. And I was like, that man, Pat Mahomes, is for real. Because he had a rushing touchdown, I think, before the half. Yep. Uh-huh. So I was like. But when he came back out from halftime, I don't know what Andy Reid said to them in that locker room. <laughs> but I was like, Pat Mahomes is for real. <laughs> that dude is a force to be reckoned with. And I was wondering why, you know, they would get rid of Alex Smith. I was like, why would they get rid of Alex Smith? He's a good quarterback in today's league. Why would you get rid of a good quarterback for someone that's, like, unknown? But I guess Andy Reid saw it in him all this time because – he said it. He was like, oh, yeah, Pat Mahomes is going to be my starter next year. And this dude is balling out the gym. Like, 
I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Let me ask you one question, though. Let me ask you a follow-up real quick. Do you think Pat Mahomes right now, uh, because right now, that game last night, I had him at the top of the MVP race. Uh, I, I had Jared Goff at number two. I think Khalil Mack has been absolutely amazing. We're going to get to him later on in the show. Uh, but who who's your early MVP favorite right now? Ooh, that I, if I if I'm going off of just pure play, Pat Mahomes, no doubt. Jared Goff had a good game. He's been playing well. Uh, the game against uh, when they played the Vikings, the Vikings yeah. defense is no joke. Yeah, Jared that, Goff was throwing on them like like they weren't even out there. Yeah, he was eating them up. Eating them he up. He, it in the, in the I'm like, poor man. little Anthony Barr. Poor little Anthony Barr, man. It seemed like every time Jared Goff was throwing the touchdown pass, it was on him. It, it's like <laughs> <laughs> he, he, was, he, he was clearly just, just, I mean, just picking on Anthony Barr. But yeah, I mean, I agree. Right now, Pat Holmes, I think he, especially the game last night, because just like you said, I was waiting to see when some adversity was going to hit, you know, and Last night in that first half, he, he, he didn't look particularly well. He didn't look bad, but he didn't look like he looked through the first three games of the season where he had total command of the offense, where he's just slinging it all over the place. But I think how he came out in the second half, man, especially particularly in the fourth quarter, like it, it seemed like something clicked in him. And he's like, listen, I'm Pat Mahomes. Like I got, I got 13 touchdowns on the year with no interceptions. And especially that, that, that final drive. Yeah, listen, that was, that was magical. That was, you know? Yeah, that's what I said. That was magical. And I was like, maybe his magic will run out. Like, you know, like Fitzpatrick magic. You know what I mean? Maybe it'll run out. Yeah. But from what I saw from that kid, uh, he's special. He's special. Oh, he's nice, man. He's nice. Uh, let me um, let me ask you about, uh, do you think that right now, just right now, or you can look into the future, that Pat Mahomes or the in the Kansas City Chiefs, are they looking like early Super Bowl favorites in the AFC? Uh, right now, you got uh, the, the the Steelers uh, doing whatever they're doing. I, I I don't know what's going on over there. Well, I do know what's going on, but uh, I don't know what's going on over there. And you got the Patriots, who kind of just easing by right now. They 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 they're two and two, but they had a a, a rough little patch in there. They lost two straight, you know, uh, to the Jaguars, and then they lost to the Lions. Um, who's your Who's your early Super Bowl favorite right now? Are, are the Kansas City Chiefs there? Well, I can't count Brady and Belichick out. You just can't do that. It's just something I, about them. They're I agree. Dynamic duo. I agree. Batman, Robin, and they always know. start out. And they always start out this slow in in uh in September. Exactly, and then they don't have one of their key pieces, Julian Edelman. Uh, Gronk hasn't been getting all the touches he deserves because you know they're double teaming. Sometimes and they get Julian Edelman back this year. Across, I mean, know. so um, and they get but, Julian Edelman back this week. Yeah, and they get Julian Edelman back this week. So, uh, and that's gonna be do wonders for my fantasy. I hope because right now <laughs> I'm in a oh, you took a chance. Yeah, I took a chance. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna go grab him. <laughs> uh, but that's smart though, man. Because when 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 speaking of fantasy, man, when when he gets obviously he's back now, but when he gets back and actually playing in games. You know who who's Tom's favorite target is. Third and third and three, first and five, fourth and five. It's going to Edelman. It's going to Edelman. So you can believe that. And with Edelman being back, that frees up Gronk a little. And and it just gives Brady, you know, a favorite target to hit and a familiar target to hit. Because not if to you mention think about the Patriots receivers, I could name you one receiver really. Hey, and not to <laughs> mention, couldn't. you know, they um, did get Josh Gordon. So Josh I mean, Gordon and, uh, well, yeah, you know, you, know, you got to get I'm, acclimated to the climate over there. So, and then Belichick climate is no joke. It's not like Cleveland. Oh no, climate. it's real deal. That's the real deal, Holyfield. Real deal. So, <laughs> and that's definitely real deal. I, you know, Josh Gordon can thrive in that environment, and if, if not, you know, uh, I think his football career is over after you know his time with the Patriots because I don't see anyone else taking a chance on him. You know what? I, I I did a little show the other day, uh, probably like last week, and I said this guy, Josh Gordon, he has the potential to be Randy Moss, or he has the potential to be Chad Johnson, and it's I think that's solely up to him because I think the talent is is not is not in question. You know, I I don't think you know uh, anybody is worried about his physical abilities. Can he still catch the ball? Can he run the routes? 
I think is all mental for him. Are you going to still uh, smoke weed and give up millions of dollars, you know, or, and get in trouble and do stupid stuff and you can't learn the playbook? Or are you going to get your head, you're going to keep your head low and you're going to push on and pro- possibly get you a few rings? Yeah, I mean, it's solely up to him. And that's the thing with these players. Uh, you know, they make millions of dollars to, you know, do something they love. And I, I get it. They make sacrifices, you know. They put their body on the line. But at the end of the day, I don't feel bad for them, you know, when something like that, when they do something to, to hurt their value. I don't feel I bad. Mean, I mean, think about us as soldiers, right? Uh, shoot, going down range, you know, a single soldier going down range, you're only probably making about thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars $35,000, man. And, and you're in a combat zone, you know. Any and day, you like, you can lose your life. Yeah, any day exactly. you can lose your life. You know, and, and you or and, and you know, even being married, you only pulling in about forty, about a forty-five with the BAH. So it's like, uh, I mean, I get it. You you want that long-term uh, security? And we're gonna talk about Earl Thomas uh, later on in the show. But you know, I, I'm just like you. I don't feel sorry for you. I mean, I you know, I I can understand why you do what you do when you hold out and all that other stuff. But I don't feel sorry for you. But uh. Going uh switching gears real quick, going to some college football, man. Uh, everybody know by now the Jimbo Fisher thing, what happened the other day, uh, where he grabbed the, the player face mask. Now I have a a hot take on this. My show is called Unpopular Opinion for a reason. Um, I'm going to give you that because I already know where you're going with this one, Jimbo Fisher. What you think about it? So football. Any sport is one of those sports where you got to be able to, you know, grab your players, get a hold of them. You got to know what makes them move, what, you know, what gets them fired up and how to, you know, talk to your players and understand your players and how they can understand you. Do I think Jimbo Fisher was right? No. But I understand in the moment. My coach have grabbed me like that before. You know what I'm saying? He grabbed my face mask. <laughs> I, and I and I had the same confused look on my face, like, "Oh, this is for real." Let yeah, like this happened, huh? You know what I'm saying? I said, "Let me listen," but I don't condone the behavior in the public eye. But my parents understood when my coach grabbed me like that. Maybe I messed up on a play, you know. <laughs> but they, my parents, they understood that. Uh, my teammates understood why I got grabbed like that, and I think it's kind of the same situation, but it's just in a bigger a bigger view and a bigger audience. So it's going to be, it's going to be scrutinized. So, and that's Jimbo Fisher. He got to know he's in a professional environment, a professional setting where they expect you to be a professional. So again, I don't feel bad for him if he does get suspended, but do I think he should get suspended? No. See, now, but that's my, now that's my problem with it. You know, it's not that people, because people can have their own opinion. I don't have the problem with the opinion about, you know, that uh, you just don't grab a kid. You know, I can understand that. You know, you don't put your hand on a, on a, on a player. I, kind of, I got it. You know, I can't, I can't argue with that point uh, necessarily. But this is my problem. The problem is the hypocrites, the people that say, listen, man, this, that never had a problem with anything like this before, Right. And then now all of a sudden they got a problem with it in this 2018 PC world that we live in, where right. you can't, where anything now, you, you can't do anything, you know? And, and I always use this example, you know, uh, it's almost like, you know, somebody who's, who's gay, right? They can get on social media and talk about anybody they want, say anything they want to anybody. And then soon as, you know, somebody say something back to them, is oh my god, you're homophobic, and it's like, why are you being a hypocrite? Just just don't be a hypocrite. Yeah, that, I don't that's have the biggest thing with today's yeah. society. Everyone, yeah, uh, a hypocrite, and like it, it goes, it goes both ways too. You know, definitely, most definitely, most definitely, it goes both ways, and I think everyone is a hypocrite in, in some way. In you some know, way, we all have our, we're all, we all have our ways. We all have our our little sayings and stuff like that, but people get offended easily, easier now. And you know 2018, man, that, and that's my problem. And that's I have thing. a problem with, and, and that's my point about being a hypocrite to the original point. Uh, 
that these older guys who don't have a problem with it, who never had a problem with it, they coming out saying now, oh, the cameras are out, so you shouldn't do that. That's not, you know, everybody is watching you, and it's like, yeah, but you didn't have that same energy, you know, 10 years ago when you was talking about this. And it's like, exactly. so, so what has changed your mind now other than there's social media everywhere uh, to capture every moment? And, that, and that's my problem with it. Now, do I think Jimbo had a right to do it? I mean, yeah, I don't want to be that guy to say in my day, you know, my coach used to do this. So I think this is how it should go. But in my day, my coach did this. And just like you said, when it happened to you, it got your attention. Like, okay, like, let's go. And if you listen to Jimbo Fisher explain what happened, he 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 said he didn't he didn't grab him, he didn't uh yank him. That's a lie. He did do that. But yeah. he but he also said I was trying to let him know to be smarter. That's why I I tapped this helmet like that. And if you go back and look, he did that like be smart. Like you know, you'd be like be smart. Yeah. He did that to him like hey, you got to be smarter than that. So me when something happened, always measure intent. Because sometimes just saying, oh, he shook his helmet, you know, that can be subjective sometimes because it don't tell the whole story. Sometimes exactly. you gotta, yeah, sometimes you gotta measure intent. And do I think he was intentionally trying to hurt him? No. no. And, then I, and then I hear people say, um, well, if he would have grabbed him by the shoulder pads and did that, it, it wouldn't have been a problem. But you just said you shouldn't be touching players. What's the difference? You can't have that, it both ways. That player was like 240 pounds, you know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not no kid no more. You're not a kid anymore. Yeah, if you're if you're over the age of 18, you're not a kid anymore. Yeah, especially in, uh playing college athletics. And then football you play college exact. football. Yeah. And shoulder pads and helmet. I can see if he took his helmet off him and slapped him in the face, but he didn't do that. And he didn't even yank him that hard. I mean, he, he just yank him that hard. Yeah, he just grabbed him. From what I seen, like I, it's like policing up my kids in the store. Yeah, <laughs> if, if I, I got four of them. I know exactly what you mean. Grab him by the instinct and said, "Think about your actions before you get your butt whipped." And then hey. I let him go. Yeah, hey <laughs> man. Thought about the action, but I don't want my butt whipped. <laughs> So. I'm pro discipline. That's for sure, man. I'm I'm from the south, and I believe you know. Hey, they always say, and this in the Bible, spare the rod, spare the child. Exactly. I ain't sparing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't sparing nothing. Not so, not nothing. Yeah, the the whole Jimbo thing, it, it'll blow over. It, you know, it it's just some attention that you know brought to something. I wouldn't say small, but I would say it's something that's been going on forever. And now exactly. they want to just criticize someone or you know castrate someone for for their actions. So I definitely agree with that point right there that you made, and we're gonna leave it right there. You said uh, it's not a small thing because it's not, but it, it ain't something as large as they making it. Good point. Um, switching back over to the NFL, um, we kind of got into it a little bit earlier. Uh, Earl Thomas got hurt yesterday. Uh, in the game against the Cardinals, broke his leg. Uh, been confirmed. Obviously, I think most people knew that. Once once they bring the card out and they put your leg in the air cast, it's never good. Um, so, uh, as he was riding off the field, he shot a bird at his sideline. Um, what you make of that? Do you think that was the right move by him? Not and not necessarily. Do do you think he should have done it? But just, but like, do you understand where he's coming from? I. I I understand his frustration. Will I entirely understand exactly where he's coming from? No. I was a soldier. I went over to Afghanistan. And I put my life on the line for, what, $30,000 in a Camaro? <laughs> that, that's all. It's some, it's some Jordans. Or in your case, you know, some phone posits. then I, I got blown up. So, you know, to his point, the and flicking the bird on national TV to your sideline, what what point are you proving there? Like, who's going to look at you and really feel that sympathy for you? Other than, you know, players that are trying to get paid because that to me was like blatant disrespect. I think the Seahawks organization, they do a great job at with their players. I, I really do. I think they do a great job, like, 
try to cater to their players. And, Pete and speaking of Seattle, you you're out there right now, right? Yeah, I'm out here right now, and like I I've been to like their their organization days, and I've been on the field with players and stuff, and I think they do a really good job catering uh, catering to their audience and to their players. And people say it all the time. Pete Carroll has one of the most player driven locker rooms. Uh, it's a great environment for players, and and just because like his locker room is not so structured coach wise. Some people see it as a problem, but uh, Earl Thomas doing that, I think, is a slap in the face to the Seahawks. I don't think he'll get another chance with the Seahawks after that. If anything, if he gets better and he goes into free agency, I don't, I don't even think anyone would take a chance on him after that. Now, I'm with you on half of your points, and let's just start off with the ones that I agree with first. I do agree that doing that on national on national TV. I know I sound like a hypocrite, but on national TV, where you know you're going to get scrutinized for it, the play that we just talked about, grabbing the helmet, that's always happened. So, I mean, Jimbo didn't think he was going to get scrutinized for that. He think he's coaching his players. But you shooting a bird to your sideline, especially like I just told you about the other thing. I'm all about context. Be- while you've been arguing with your organization all all summer long, all, all season. So now we take into context, y'all already not on good terms. You, we, we all know you've been arguing because you want more money. By the way, he's making eight and a half million dollars this year. Um, just to put that one out there. Um, he's making eight and a half million dollars. I think he's the third highest paid safety in the league behind Eric Berry. And I believe it was, uh, I can't remember the other one. But he's the third highest paid safety in the NFL right now. He, I can understand that he wanted a long-term deal in case something like this happened. Because Earl Thomas, at, at the start of week four, was graded out as the best defensive player in the NFL. Not just the best safety. He was coming in as the best. So, I mean, you're talking about a slap in the face. Now, it, Earl, that's how Earl felt. It's a slap in the face that, listen, I've done all this for this organization, and not to mention, not, not only have I have I done it in the past, since the NFL is a what have you done for me lately, I'm, I'm still doing it now, you know? So I can understand his frustration, but to do it in that moment, taking it into context in that moment, I think that was crazy. You know, but, but go ahead. But here's the thing. So, if I'm an organization, right, and I mm-hmm. feel like someone still needs to prove to me that they can stay healthy and stay on the field before I pay them this money, am I wrong for, for holding out and then him getting hurt for the whole season? Am I wrong for doing that? No, 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 you're not. And and that's a that's a very good point. That's a very – Earl has been hurt, but Earl has also done what? played hurt. So yeah. you got a guy who who's giving you everything he's had. I mean, this guy was out there playing at one point with one shoulder for 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 a whole season. You know, so you got a guy or through through a critical stretch uh during that playoff run. Um he's giving you everything. And all he's asking for is a little security, and if you don't want to do that, then trade me, you know? And and that's where I find a little bit of fault with the organization. You know, um, I get it. He's under contract. You signed him to that deal. He signed that deal. You know, he should honor that contract. But once it gets to a point, you're not going to give a guy a long-term deal. Just trade him. What's the point? And I think that's where the Seahawks messed up. Because, see, now they have nothing, you know. They were asking, they were trying to be greedy and get two first-round picks for Earl Thomas. Nobody wanted to pay for that because – Nobody's going to show him that kind of loyalty. Nobody else owe him that loyalty. So now you don't get anything because now you're going to lose Earl in free agency, and now you don't even get no draft picks. So now what are you going to do? And speaking of loyalty, uh, the league has gone away from that. I remember growing up, you know, our favorite player played for our favorite team until, you know, he retired. 
And that's true. You know, we don't see that no more. You know, players, I I can barely keep up anymore. If it wasn't for Madden, or, <laughs> that's so, true. If it wasn't for Madden, I'm gonna be honest. If it wasn't for Madden, I wouldn't know where half of these players played at. Especially since the roster updates daily, huh? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't know where half these players played at unless they were, you know, a big name player. Other than that, I wouldn't know half where half these players played at. Like speaking uh, of that, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, and. And the and the and and the loyalty factor of it is, is like you know back in the day a player played until they retired for the same team, and the team wanted to keep that player. It was like part of their brand, you know. But there's like no branding of the player within the team no more. Yeah, I think I think now, man. I think now with the and 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 this is what I honestly believe. You know, back when we was going to school. Yeah, they had like the, the you know the eleven eleven camps or the seven oh seven camps and all that other stuff, but now man, these kids are so ready to play when they come in. They they got the seven oh seven camps. They got the elite quarterback camps. They got the 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 opening. They got the one that they do with uh, Trent Diffler and um one of the the cars of. Uh, uh, What's his name? Carson Palmer's little brother, Jordan Palmer. Man, like, these guys get so much now. And I think, and you know, all these different camps, and you think about training now is different from training back when, you know, let's say Michael Jordan was was going to school. These kids nowadays, man, listen, I've seen some of the biggest kids that I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm like, they they didn't make you guys when, when I was going to school. Oh yeah, you talking about a guy that's six five, almost two hundred eighty ninety pounds, running four threes at a combine, like yeah, and he only fit, of. and he only fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's unheard of. Yeah, it, 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 it's crazy, man. So I think with the addition of all of that stuff, I think the NFL is like we can replace you. We can struggle for you know two or three years. We we can sell a dream to our franchise, but we're gonna. But we know eventually we're going to be able to get one of these kind of athletes and he's going to change our franchise, you know, i.e. Pat Mahomes, who can make every throw on the run, you know, falling backwards, standing in the pocket. He, he can do it all. And I think that's why, you know, the NFL, it shows no, no more loyalty to their players. And I think it goes back to uh, chance because most players in the NFL, they're great players. They're good players. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or someone mm-hmm. saw something in them that said, oh, they can play at the highest level. And some of those players, they sit on the bench, they wait for their number to be called. And sometimes all a player needs is a chance to prove himself. There's plenty of diamonds in the rough that, you know, that came off a chance. Just because someone got hurt and they got that, that opportunity to play. So, I, again, with Earl Thomas thing, I see where I can feel his frustration. But do I think he, he should have, you know, flipped that bird? It was uncalled for to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I, I, I think this, I think the shooting of the bird, I think that was just the, 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 the punch to the gut. I mean, but I mean, I can't fault him because it was in raw emotions. I mean, you think he's in this moment, like, like this is the exact reason why I wanted a long-term deal because and, now, now what do I do? And now, then the Seahawks looking at him like, this is exactly why we didn't give you a long-term deal. <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Because they did with Cam Chancellor. You remember they gave Cam Chancellor that extension. And then true. Cam Chancellor got hurt. And then he didn't return back to football. And, and then, then they he retired. Yeah. I'm not sure how much the deal was worth. I should have I should have And ain't he that. out here? But he's the one out here uh trying to kill his girlfriend for like attempted murder or something like that. No, that wasn't Cam. At least Which I don't one think was it? Was it? Cam Chancellor. I don't think Cam Chancellor would do something like that. No, seriously, it was one of those. Um, it was one of those. I know it wasn't oh, Earl. Well, I know Burner. it wasn't was it Brandon Brown. Oh, Brandon Browner. Yeah, yeah, that's him. He's out here trying to trying to kill his girlfriend, man. Yeah, they, Brandon I don't know what. Hey. I don't know what they drinking up there in Seattle. Where y'all at? But them boys is aggressive. Hey, that, that's in L.A., man. He was in L.A. You got the backstory on that, right? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Well, I don't condone his behavior either. Let me just put that out there. I don't condone <laughs> his behavior. But 
I guess he was tired of paying child support <laughs> for another man living with his girl. So he was like, I'm a killer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. That child support will make you do some some crazy things. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know that child support. Let it, I'm telling you, m- moving on. We go, we gonna move right on, <laughs> right on past that. Um, Le'Veon, man, breaking news in the NFL yesterday. Le'Veon said that he was gonna, um, that he was going to return, uh, week seven, uh, which is the Steelers' bye week, um. And that week coming off of that uh, of that bye week, I believe they have um, the the Cleveland Browns. Do you think that Le'Veon is going to be welcome in that locker room? And do you see Tomlin putting him on the field? Uh, Le'Veon, go get your money, young man. That's that's what I, that's what I tell Le'Veon. Go get your <laughs> money because he's healthy. He's a great running back. He's only 27, man. Exactly. He's only 27. Like, people make it seem like he's old. Like, he's 27, and he hasn't taken any punishment this year. And no punishment this year. He can catch out the backfield. Uh, Go get your money, young man. I don't care if Tomlin plays you or not. You're still getting paid. You know what I'm saying? So, even Yeah, because I hear that game game check uh, that he's missing is $855,000 a game. Uh, you know, that's why I say go go ahead and get your money, man. Even if you sit go, on the go bench, get let James Conner take all the punishment. And when they call your number, <laughs> just sit on the bench. <laughs> I'm hurt, coach. Just stay there. So go get your money, man. And, and if they don't want to pay, like the same thing, Earl should have done the same thing. If they don't want to pay me, I'm gonna sit here. <laughs> see, I'm hurt. <laughs> That's what Shannon Sharp said he should have did. Now, see, now to the this is the reason why Le'Veon was mad to begin with. It wasn't that they didn't want to offer him a long term deal. It was the deal that they that they wanted to give him was seventy million dollars, but only the guarantee was seventeen million. You know, now Todd Gurley got, you know, somewhere between thirty one and forty five uh, million guaranteed. That's a huge, that's a huge, I mean, that's almost 17, a potential, you know, 17 to like 20 something uh, million dollars. And I think Le'Veon Bell, to me, I think Le'Veon Bell is the best back in the league. <laughs> Who um, we talking about? And, we talking about offensive player of the year, Ty Gurley? Yeah. Oh, man, Ty Gurley's a man. That boy's a man. No, 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 no. That boy's a dog. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I think that Todd Gurley is amazing. I'm just saying, I think Le'Veon Bell is better. But you know what I think the uh, Steelers are doing, though? I think this is what they have to do. How, how long do you think Big Ben is going to be a sustainable quarterback for them? I, I give it one, one to two years because he's dropping off. Yeah, I'm looking at it and I'm like, dude, this can't be a real, like, <laughs> why be in the game right now? <laughs> and it's moments where he shows flashes of the old Big Ben, but for for me, I'm like, why'd you throw that Big Ben? <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> and like, they're gonna lose without Le'Veon. No one's thinking about James Conner coming out the backfield. Oh, I don't think about him coming out the backfield. I'm like, okay. I, listen, I, listen. I, I said before the season, James Conner wasn't gonna do nothing. Now. I think that he's a good player. I mean, he's a decent player. I watched him at Pittsburgh. I'm an ACC guy. But, I mean, not once did I think, oh, man, they're not going to miss Le'Veon. Yeah, they're, they're definitely missing him. But if I was Le'Veon, they call my number up, I, I'm with the team. I'm getting paid. Hey, you got pay me. Because, you know, running back, to, they take a lot of fun. They shelf man. life. And- and they shelf life is short, man. They get abused. They get abused and they get used. And then the NFL set them on the shelf. And next thing you know, you're on your fourth, fifth team. And then you got to retire because you're hurt. Like Adrian Peterson. Yep, yep. Think about it. So, I and DeMarco Murray, the Cowboys ran him into the ground, gave him 400 carries. Yep. And then all he wanted was a, was, a, was a deal. They shortchanged him in this light. Because they already knew that they wasn't going to pay him. So run him into the ground, run him into the ground, run him into the ground, and then get rid of him. And Le'Veon was like, 
Joke on you. Yeah, not me. <laughs> yeah, joke on you. Joke on you. And now you're struggling. They won two and one. You know, I, I think there's real cause for concern up there in Pittsburgh. I, when especially, you know, considering considering um their upcoming schedule. You know, they they, they just lost. And then yeah, um, against the Ravens, so yeah, yeah, you know, you know, and they play the Falcons, division. and they play the Falcons. Uh-huh. It's not a light game in that division. That's a big rivalry. And the Ravens, uh, when I seen the Ravens taking it to them, the Ravens opened up their playbook on it. It wasn't just like, <laughs> you know, yeah, man, they was doing everything. They had Lamar Jackson running this and that. At, at one this... point, they had two quarterbacks on the field. Yeah, <laughs> man, like, yeah. <laughs> what's going on here? Hey, the Ravens is not playing any games. And and listen, I apologize to all Ravens fans. I man, listen, I thought they were going to be at the bottom of that division, you know. Uh, and that has definitely not been the case. They are right there battling. Both teams are three and one. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens. But the Steelers, man, next week they got the Falcons. Matt Ryan has been absolutely light and up, man. Like he meant his team got a losing record. They're one in three, but it's definitely not because of Matt Ryan. 99 oh, yeah. of 145, 1,300 uh, yards, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. They definitely not losing because of him. And Big Ben, them running into that high-powered offense with their defense playing as bad as they playing, it could be another loss. Uh, yeah, it's definitely another loss coming to him. And I've been flipping. I got Matty Ice on my bench right now because I got Brady starting. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to pick Matty Ice in against the Steelers. I'm, I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to do it because uh, – Yeah, that defense is, is, is bad, man. Big Ben so far has been the only thing that's been keeping them in it. You know, I think him, uh, Juju, Smo- uh, Juju, Juju Smith, Smith yeah. and, um, and uh, Vance McDonald, who has been a nice addition that they picked up from San Francisco. I mean, him and Big Ben has been – that's been his his real favorite target, uh, Vance McDonald, as of late these past two weeks. So, I mean, if the Steelers don't get it together quick, man, they can be in a hole very, very fast. Let me ask you this. Do you think if this season doesn't go as well, do you think Mike Tomlin's job is on the line? Um, I definitely think Mike Tomlin's job is on the line. I said about a few weeks ago that I, I think that He's lost the team, and it's not his fault because you're dealing with grown men. You know, you can't make a grown man do something that he don't want to do. It just plain and simple. Um, but I think once that happens, I think that that's the time that you need a new voice to get off in there. And I think that the Steelers probably might need a, a new voice because he hasn't really accomplished much since that Super Bowl. Um, I mean, so it's like, um, what else has he done? Exactly, and it's easy to get and it's easy to get rid of a coach than it is to get rid of players. It's hard to replace them players. Exactly, and, and, there's plenty of good coaches out and here. And if you look at all the scrutiny, everything leads back to Mike Tomlin. Everything leads back to Mike Tomlin. Like, uh, especially yeah. uh, like when Antonio Brown, uh, you know, he had his little altercation with the his social media, and then he didn't show yeah. up to practice and. All that good stuff. And they tried to cover that up. They tried to cover tried that to up. They tried to cover it up, you know, but the, the stories were different. Mike Tom was like, nah, I ain't talked to him. Tony Bro was like, yeah, I ain't talked to him. <laughs> he knew where I was at. He's like, nah, I ain't talked to him. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and this it, it is like, he had talked it over with a coach. So, why y'all, why y'all discipline him then? Why y'all, why y'all find him? Yep. If, if, if he had already talked to somebody in advance. So yeah, they man, listen, the Steelers is is in a uproar right now. It's yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think it's probably time to move on from Tomlin. Uh, but moving on to your Bears, your Chicago Bears, Woo! who I, who I had Woo! at the bottom of that division at the start of the season. I picked the Bears to be the worst team in that division, uh, that NFC North. So far, they they are not. Um, Come on, now. as I'm pulling. As I'm pulling up the uh, the 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 uh, rankings right now, the Bears are in first place, man. Oh, you already know it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> I know you was waiting on that, Look, but no, nah, the, right the Bears are in first place. 
you know, followed by Green Bay, who's 2-1-1. One and one. And then the team that, that I had winning that division uh, with the addition of Kirk Cousins, but he's been nothing short of amazing, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I've picked Minnesota to be the um, – the the uh the division winner, but the Bears have surprised me. I will say that I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a backpedal a little bit, and I'm gonna give your boy Mitch some credit, man. Come on, Mitch. Mitch was slinging that. Mitch was slinging that thing the other day. Give it to him. I, so the first, you know, Mitch's first drive is always great. It's hot. It's, it's hot. Yeah. I already know what's gonna happen. On the first drive. It's going to be a touchdown. We're going to get the field goal and the kick the field goal. That's too easy. Because those plays are scripted. And what I saw from Mitch Trubisky is. And Matt Nagy, man. Something clicked in that man during that game. I, I don't know if it was confidence that clicked in him. But something clicked in him. was like, yo, I'm the quarterback of this franchise. They believe in me. And we were in Chicago, and they were cheering and cheering. And I think the fans, when the fans got behind Trubisky, he turned into a, a, a whole nother player. I wanted him to go for the record. I was like, go for the record. Break the record. Tie the record. Go get it. But, hey, man, listen. Six in the first half? Man, come on, man. I, listen, I never knew. I never thought Mitch had that in him. And I think right now, you know, you guys have Khalil Mack. Um, he got five sacks on the year. He got a strip sack fumble in every game uh, to start the season. That That's an NFL record. Um, your defense is fourth in the NFL uh, in points. Uh, I think right now it, there's a combination of that defense and the way Mitch has played where he hasn't necessarily won you a lot of games outside of yesterday but he hasn't necessarily lost you any exactly. outside of that Packers uh that Packers game Monday night. Yeah, that Packers game was or sun, was hurt. Sunday night, right? Yeah, it was Monday night football. I was hurt. Yeah. Yeah, see, I think that's the only game that he's that he's played bad in and that's the game that they lost. And you know, I I always say, man, it you know, when people talk about Khalil Mack and how John Gruden is stupid, you know, to get rid of him. And I always say, what was Khalil Mack doing in Oakland that pushed him over the edge? You know, he was the defensive player of the, of the year. He was, he was, um, he was uh, the only, the only guy who's made an all pro uh, at defensive end and linebacker. And they still wasn't winning. Why? Because Derek Carr was holding them back. Uh, and you kind of see that happening now. Derek Carr, it, it doesn't matter how good you are on defense. When 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 Mitch played terrible, I guarantee you the Bears lose. Yeah. And he and he's played good and they've been winning. I agree. I, I, I agree. I'm I'm surprised, man. Because uh, you know, like I said, I don't think Mitch is a horrible quarterback or I think he just needs the confidence. And I think that game gave him confidence. And I think it gave the whole team a, a level of confidence. It's like, oh, yeah, we here. We the Bears. You know what I'm saying? We're the Bears. This is what we came to do. And, like, I seen it. I seen it. Uh, the the play, like you said, the play on the offense translates to the play on the defense. The defense is like, let's get on the field and get the ball back to the offense. Yes. The defense Them like, boys are hungry. Them boys are hungry, man. We were up 45. I think it was 45-3 we were up. And the defense was still out there getting after it. <laughs> yeah. I think they even hurt They even hurt the, the, the tight end when uh, Jameis Winston threw the touchdown to him. Uh, like they yeah, them boys, was out, was, like, <laughs> them boys was out there. Them boys was out there. I like it. <laughs> them boys out there smacking, man. Uh, speaking of Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston was named starter um, yesterday uh, by the Buccaneers. You know, uh, Fitz Magic kind of ran to an end. Uh, Jameis Winston's going to be the be the um, the starting quarterback going forward. Now he's due twenty million dollars. Um, he's due twenty million dollars if he's still on the roster by March. You think the Buccaneers should take a chance on that? Cut him uh, and just or cut him. Cut him. Cut cut <laughs> Jameis. Jameis is an idiot. I hate to say it, but he's an idiot. He, he's not the smartest dude. 
maybe he's a good teammate. I don't even see that really. Like when I look at him on the sideline, <laughs> he said, "He said, like, oh, did you see that downfall? He praying for that man downfall right now. Oh, he, oh, he had a meme mug. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I was like, he gotta be praying for this man downfall. He wasn't clapping. He was just over there. You know, his celebration seemed uh, scripted. Uh, I'm just like, uh, whatever, Jameis. You know, you, you did this to yourself. This is originally your team. I don't even think Jameis had control of the locker room. I still think Fitzmagic is demanding they locker room for real. That's, that's what that. That's what I said about Jameis on. I believe it was on Thursday or Friday. Um, you know, I think Jameis is a good guy. I mean, I think he's a good football player. Um, although he, he hasn't been playing like it, but the one thing you can't do as an NFL franchise is miss at quarterback. You miss at quarterback, your franchise could be gone for years. Mm-hmm. And Jameis is so – you don't really worry about the play on the field because he's only like 24. You already know he can get better. You know, it ain't, it ain't the, the thing of whether he can get better or not. Uh, it's will he do something else stupid enough to get himself suspended, you know, where he can't play. You know, not so not not nothing that happened. You know, it's self-inflicted, you know, and it's like you are the franchise quarterback of an organization. They're trying to they're trying to see if they can pay you twenty million dollars. Why would they want to invest twenty million dollars in somebody that they don't even know if they're gonna be able to, to, to keep themselves on the field? Exactly. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I if I was the Bucks, I'd be like, look. James. We'll find somebody else in, we'll in, in, in the draft. And I think, like I said, most time all people need is a chance. Give, give them young guys a chance. Yeah, yeah look at my homes. Yeah, and give them, like, because I was so confused when Andy Reid said, yeah, we're going <laughs> to let Alex Smith go and pick Patrick Mahomes. And, I, and in my mind, I'm like, why would he do that? <laughs> You and everybody else. You and everybody else. And he's been playing pretty good for uh, for Washington. Yeah. Well, that's a good quarterback. You don't just let him go. You can't just let Alex Smith go. And my head, I'm like, well, I hope I hope the Bears pick him up. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> <laughs> I hope they get him. Because at the time, man, Mitch was Mitch Mitch was scaring me, man. Uh, yeah. But he 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 has played pretty well uh, so far this year. Now. Let me ask you a question. This I, we didn't even talk about this one. Uh, we didn't prepare for this one, but everybody is killing Frank Wright, the coach of the coach, for going forward on fourth and one uh, instead of going for the field goal to tie the game. Uh, how do you feel? Do you think that it's dumb? Do you think it was stupid for him to go for it on fourth and one, or do you think he should have kicked the field goal? Uh, with the coach, they're a struggling franchise right now. T.Y.'s hurting. Andrew Luck just came back off an of injury. I don't know if he's still injured. He looked like he, he still could be injured. Uh, but in, in order to, you know, sometimes get some composure in your in your organization, you got to take risks like that and show the players, like, we need something. We need something to pick us up. So, I think going for the and, win. And, and you know that the players are always uh, for going for it. Ain't exactly. nobody trying, you know, so – and that's what he said in his press conference. He said, "Man, we was playing to win. We we don't play the tie. Exactly. Uh, you play you know, to win. Yeah, so we, we, we play to win. Players, hey, that, that I'm here to win, and not this tie game. That 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 says a lot, you know, about him. And like, cause uh, he came from uh, the Patriots, right? That yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I mean, so he he knows he knows how to win." You know what I'm saying? He knows about winning. He knows what it feels like to be a winner. He's not just out there, you know, getting a paycheck like some of the coaches are. This is my thing, right? This is my thing. I think, or not I think. I'll take that back. This is how I feel. I hate result people. When I, when I say result people, that means, oh, they look at what happened and then they say, dang, you should have did this. We would never question if Bill Belichick would have went for it on fourth and one. No, no. We would we would never even question if Nick mind. Saban. Yeah, if Nick Saban went for it on fourth and one. No, nobody would question these guys. So that's my thing. Because if it works, 
he's a he oh man that's he's a, a gutsy call yeah right. you know what i'm saying just like mike Va- mike Vrabel uh did in that tennessee uh philadelphia game he went forward in overtime on fourth and, fourth two. and six or something yeah, and and nobody is talking, and nobody is talking about it. Nobody is saying he's stupid today. Nobody is saying, "Oh, you're dumb," because you know a tie is better than a loss. Nobody is saying that about Mike Rabel. You know why? Because it, it worked, and they won the game. Yep. I hate those people that look at the situation hindsight and say, "Yeah, man, like that was a bad play." Like I like the I like that call. You know. All these analysts that saying it was a bad call were the same ones saying that Andrew Luck was the best quarterback since Dan Marino. So if he is, so if he's that good, I, I like to put the ball in his hands on fourth and one to make a better throw instead of throwing the ball at somebody's foot. Exactly, exactly. And, and I feel if you pay someone basically twenty million dollars a year, be able to lead me, you know, lead me to the promised land. In certain situations, and make a one yard throw, and make a one yard throw. It ain't gotta be the whole, you know, the whole shebang. I just need one yard. And he threw it at his feet to go get that one yard for me. Do something. Yeah, he threw it at the man's feet. Like, how is he gonna catch that? And I I think that's what's not getting talked about enough. Really, the the throw. The it was nothing wrong with the play call. It was the throw. If you get a better throw. Maybe he comes up with that catch, but throwing it, yeah, throwing it at his feet. I mean that that ain't gonna do nothing, man. We need one yard. You throwing it at his feet, like that's that's not helping at all. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's not enough chances given. Give him a chance to go up and get that ball. Oh uh, yeah, I, I just I just don't understand Monday Night Football, and we got the ball back, uh, Mr. Trubisky. Uh, I think it was third down. He took a sack. Fourth down, he throws the ball out of bounds. I'm yeah. Like, what are you doing, Mitch? Yeah. Get up, man, a chance. Give him a chance, bro. Give him a chance. Him a chance. Now, you know that I wasn't going to get you on the show today and not have you talk about because see, the last time we 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 tried to do this, my internet was I was I was moving. I was in the middle of moving and we couldn't get on the show. But you know I couldn't let you get off the show without asking you about one LeBron James. Oh man, you you know LeBron. Go like, ahead. Hey, that's my boy there. <laughs> <laughs> that, what? Man, LeBron, his impact, his statements is so powerful. And what he's doing, his movement, the power behind it, bro. Like, I feel oh, like he's gonna be legendary, man. He's gonna yeah, be legendary. LeBron's on the level of legendary right now. Yeah, he's gonna be legendary. I mean, this guy billion dollar lifetime deal with Nike, lifetime billion dollars. The only athlete to ever do that. I mean, you know, he just opened up the the I Promise School. That's what we were gonna talk about that last time that you was on here. The 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 I Promise School. I mean, this guy now he's a Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not sure about the Lakers. I don't like the Lakers, but uh, LeBron's my guy. So, you know, I guess I'm a Laker by default. And what do you, what do you, what is some realistic expectations first for LeBron this year? Could you see MVP? Could you see, you know, uh, scoring title? Um, And then second, what do you see for the Lakers? What, where do you think they go in the playoffs? You think they make the playoffs? Do they not make the playoffs? What seeds you think they're going to make? What round they're going to get eliminated? So, with LeBron, first of all, he he won't be – he would never be, you know, a scoring champion. He won't he, – that's not his game. And he has so much young talent around him, I think. his Because I was watching the preseason game uh, Thursday. It's one and, tonight, too. And I was like – I, I I like what I saw from LeBron. He was he was playing uh, he was playing uh, the three, and he was he, he was passing. He was passing most of the time. He wasn't really looking to take his shot. I mean, but it's preseason, so yeah. And I think he just wanted to get a feel of his teammates in yeah, a real game. You know, you get their limitations. You know how they react in certain situations. LeBron is is really cerebral, and everything he do is 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 always uh you know towards 
working towards something else. Um, do you think they made the playoffs this year? They do make the playoffs. You can't ever count LeBron out the playoffs. He'll make the playoffs. Whether he get out the first first round, uh, that's questionable. Though. I mean, this young team, I, I mean, I like what I see from them, but they need another big man than me because JaVale McGee, eh, he ain't going to just do it for us. And- I, I, I definitely agree. I think, I think they definitely need another big or a guy that can – that's not a big that could, you know, play up. I, I, yeah, I was looking at the roster they had last year, and um, I was like, man, if they could have kept Brooke Lopez, a guy who, who, who's a good rim protector – and who, oh, who has a solid off- – yeah, and yeah, exactly, you know. And, you know, uh, Brooke Lopez, he, he, he also has a decent uh, low post game. I think they're going to need another guy to spell JaVale McGee, which is probably the reason why, um, you know, the reports have come out that they're training uh, Brandon Ingram to play the five when they go small lineups. So, I mean, you think about Brandon Ingram – at the five or LeBron at the five, Brandon Ingram at the four. Listen, man, that lineup can be dangerous. He needs some weight on him, though. Well, he ain't got no weight on him. Uh, he was guarding Jokic the other night in the preseason. Jokic doing him. Yeah, but Jokic, Jokic is, is, is a man. beast. Let me tell you something. Jokic, yeah, Jokic is a, is a real man. I play Jokic yeah. on, on 2K sometimes, boy, and listen. That's a man. Yeah, that's a real <laughs> man. So, right. but I – I think that lineup could be potentially, you know, you think about it, everybody goes small ball. When the Warriors go small ball, they play Draymond Green at the five. Do I think Brandon Ingram can play Draymond Green? Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Clint Capella, he'll be a little outmatched on the boards. But do I think he can he, he can guard Clint Capella? Yeah, because Clint Capella got no offensive game, you know, yeah. um, outside of high flying. And I think yeah, he's a live city finisher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hall of Fame live city finisher. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just looking at the standpoint of, for me, I think the Lakers get into the playoffs. I think they lose in the Western Conference Finals to Golden State. Listen, do I trust Chris Paul and James Harden to beat LeBron James? Forget the young guys. Do I trust them two to beat LeBron James? No, no. neither one of them in their career has never proven to do that. No. Um, do I tr- and and Carmelo? My bad, because Carmelo's my boy. My bad, Ooh. Melo. Ooh. Melo. <laughs> hey, hey, leave Melo alone, bro. Your leave Melo alone. Leave, leave. Thought, you know hey, what? leave Melo out so, this. Uh, recently uh, released his uh, little retirement video. Yeah, his last season. I'm excited to see the Flash play one last season. I watched him. <laughs> you know, basically, he wasn't half life. bad. He wasn't half bad last year though. He played really good for Cleveland. Yeah, he, I, I thought he gave us good minutes. Yeah, know? for and, real. And even with the Heat, he gave them really good minutes. And I figured, I thought I would see Melo's retirement video before I see D-Wade's retirement video, really. <laughs> but, hey, I think Melo is going to come in and give Houston big buckets. But uh, do I also think Paul George and Russell Westbrook can, can beat LeBron James? No. No, I don't. You know, I, I just don't see that. This is the current standings from last year, right? Houston was in one. Golden State was th- was two. The Oklahoma City Thunder was the third seed in the in, in, in the West last year. Do I think that that's that, that's attainable in the West for 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 the Lakers? Sure, it is. You got LeBron James. They won thirty six games last year. Do I think they can get up to 50, 52 wins? I mean, you did add LeBron James. You did add Rondo. You did add Lance Stevenson, who I think are huge pickups for them. Rondo is a savvy veteran. He knows he's he got playoff experience. Same as Lance, he got playoff oh, yeah. experience. So um, I think That's that I think that 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 could be a really really good um, a really good um, combination there. But wait one one minute, we'll be right back. All right, we we back in here. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a combination. You know, uh, some good veterans that you uh, and you get Javale. I think Javel's going to give him decent minutes, but like you said earlier, they are going to have to get somebody to uh, play in his place, uh, especially when these teams go small ball. Yeah, small ball is what's killing the big man right now. Javel McGee, I think I think he's a decent big man. I think his time, yeah, he's Golden decent. State, uh, basically molded him into a, a better big man than what he used to be. I think his IQ is better. I watched him play. Uh, the game and I was like, okay, Javel, 
I actually, you know, I actually had some hope for this man. So uh, I think it's just small balls is killing the big man, the craft of the big man. You don't see that many of them on the floor anymore. And we're, and we're just getting away from it. But I think I think he'll thrive with LeBron, though, because LeBron, LeBron will give him his touches. Yeah, and Rondo and Lonzo. I mean, he has a lot of playmakers that is looking to get him open. And with all the other talent they have around, Kuzma, Ingram, Josh Hart, Stevenson, LeBron, Lonzo, you know, I think that could potentially give JaVale, you know, a lot of touches on the inside, a lot of lobs to the basket with LeBron and Rondo and uh, and Lonzo. So I think I think the Lakers are, are primed to have a pretty good year. One more question before we get up out of here. Uh, who you think comes out of the East? Uh, it's going to be uh, the Celtics, man, because I, I watched uh, Gordon Hayward come back and uh, – yeah, that dude, he healed pretty well. I seen him jump up, block somebody at the rim. I'm talking about the vertical was off the chain. Like, he got up and threw that thing out the arena, basically. And I was like, oh, Gordon Hayward's back. But I yeah, think- me and my, yeah, me and my uh, girl's son, uh, my girlfriend, her, her oldest son, uh, we was watching the game the other day, and I was like, yeah, he looks pretty good. Yeah, he, he looks pretty good, but my thing is, well, Brad Stevens, he's a mastermind. And I think he can make all those pieces he have work together and create something solid because that man basically has two teams. You know, yeah. I mean, two start two starting teams. Because they're look at his that's, I'm like that's hey. the same thing I said yesterday. <laughs> that's the same thing when when we was looking at it. I told him, I say, listen, the Celtics are too deep at every position. Yeah, they are too deep at every position. I say they got somebody at every position that can start on any team in the NBA. I said maybe outside of maybe Aaron Baines, but Aaron Baines is a good, he's a solid player. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I said maybe outside of him, everybody else could start on the team. You got Kyrie and um and uh Rozier. You know, you got Brown, uh, Smart, Morris. Yeah. Uh, Tatum, Tatum, Gordon Hayward, yeah. um, uh, what's his name? Um, Al, Horford. Al Horford. Yeah, they're a deep. They they are a deep team. Uh, deep, who you, who you think they beat in the Eastern Conference uh, Finals? If anybody's gonna make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's gonna be. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go off a limb and say, man, if when I think about the East, I'm like. No one's in the East anymore. But yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the Pacers, man. Yeah, you think so? I'm gonna go with o- Oladipo. I know he's salty about last year. Hey, he's raw, <laughs> and he's nice. Oladipo, nice. he raw, he bro. Where he starts from the half court line, and Boy, like, it's like he shot out of a cannon. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. I'm like, yo, what the world? <laughs> <laughs> and he and he's by you in like two seconds. Like, yeah, because I be doing the same thing. Because I pick, you know, I play on two K with with the with the uh, the Pacers. I do the same move. Do I'm you go to uh, three point line, <laughs> I mean, half court line, working with your three point line? I take off. Do you uh? Do you do any uh? Any part? Uh, I, I play the part. Uh, I mean, what you play 2K, on? Kind of. It feels like it's sluggish. Feels like it's slow. Feel like it's what still you a lot play of on. They need to work out. Oh, say again, which, brother. Which system you play on? Oh, uh, you know I got the Xbox. Oh, we are gonna have to get on, bro. I didn't oh, even know. Add it up. Hey, OG Raw Dog Four. I won't remember that. You gonna have to send. You gonna have to uh, send it to me in a message. That yeah, I, I ain't know you. I didn't even know you play Xbox, we were on that bro. Last night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Boy. I I I. I I ran a few uh, games at the Jordan Rec last night. What, what kind of player you got? I got a um, I got a post score, a pure post, and I have a uh, but now I play with that uh, a two way rebounder, rebounder primary, um, uh, defender secondary. Oh, and it is raw. It is raw. Hey, you and listen, and listen. This is what I told Two K this because I, I be on the mic talking trash to people. This is what I tell them all the time. I told 2K ain't giving them my money this year. I'd be out there hooping it up. Uh, I mean, I fill up, I fill up the stat sheet. Seven, seven points, fifteen rebounds, 
you know, two or three blocks. And I'd be like, and I'm doing this all with, with a 65 because I'm going to show y'all that it takes no skill to play this game. Yeah. It, it takes no skill to do this. The game is so different than last year because last year, I, man, I was a 95 last year, balling, hooping last year. Yeah, I and hooked I it up last it. year. I had a two yeah, I hooked it up last year. Oh, them. Oh, I had a stretch big last year, man. Them stretch bigs was was dope. Killing. That's deadly. I, I, now I had about six, seven archetypes on on eighteen because I was one of the the lucky few that got the the my player deleted. So they awarded oh, me like man. so they awarded me like seven hundred fifty thousand uh VC. So man, I was just making all kind of plays. I had man, I had a play shooter. I had a pure sharp. I had a stretch big. I had a Rebounding post score. I had a uh, what's that? Oh, I had a slasher. Man, I just had everything. I, I just made all, all kind of stuff. Yeah, and I usually make two way athletes. And then uh, for my other player, I got a uh, a playmaking defender when I uh, play with uh, you know my other boys because we always need a playmaker. But and, other than and, that, but I use my two way athlete. And, and today know, is a out. good. Today is a good day for me because now I'm out of Xbox jail. Um, oh yeah, uh, I, I oh, was on my, I was on the fourteen, I was on a fourteen day suspension for Xbox jail. I just got my my my, uh, I got released at three thirty six this morning. So uh, now I can talk on the mic. They had banned me from talking on the mic, man, because I was in the stage, right? I was in the stage uh, playing the twos, and man, this dude, I was like, I don't know what you. Like, why would you come to the stage to lose VC? Like, yeah, that's that's that? stupid. Like, like who, who intentionally loses real money? Like, that's real money that you spent for this, man. And it's like, why would you do that? And, you know, one thing led to another. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm in Xbox suspension. Yeah, it happened to me twice. I just don't <laughs> even say that to the people no more. Cause that, that's know, my problem. That's my problem. I just need to turn off my messages. Yeah, I don't even say that to y'all. Especially when someone writes me something crazy. I'm just like, going to report it for now. If you can stop it, I'll change my mood. But if you ain't stopping it, why would I, why would I change it? Man, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. But, hey, brother, I appreciate you for the show today, man. It's always it's always good with Link. And now we're going to be playing Xbox. Man, listen. This, this hey, could get any better. It's filthy, brother. Hey, you got thanks it. for having me on the show, man. Oh no, man! Listen, you, it's, it's my pleasure. Uh, do you got anything you want to plug right now? Instagram, Facebook, oh, Twitter. What you got? Just go follow me on that Xbox. Is you got Madden Two K OG? That's OG Space Raw Dog Four. That's it. OG Space Raw Dog Four. Love hey. you guys. Thanks again, bro. Hey, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, bro, for coming on, man. I really do, bro. That means a lot. Richmond, Virginia, Chicago fan, and and Richmond, Virginia. (laughs) Appreciate you, bro.